You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. to Screening in Kingston, your source for fun movie reviews from two super movie fans. Um, if you're a new listener or you're just tuning in, you might be catching us on CFRC, your Queen's University campus and community radio station, or maybe you found our podcast um, wherever you find podcasts because we're all over the place. So you're streaming us on CFRC.ca or you found our website, ScreeningKingston.com. However you found us, thanks for being here um, we're really excited to kind of talk some movies with you uh, throughout the fall. Um, we just thought, hey, we'll give a little reintroduction to, to uh, who we are and what we do because uh, school's starting up again and it's finally the fall, Taylor. Like Throughout the fall and say. beyond, Mike. It's not like we're going to just stop after fall. No, term. just the fall. Big announcement. <laughs> we're done. No, <laughs> we're, we're finished. <laughs> you can't get rid of us that easily. No, no, we're not going. We're not going anywhere. Um, but I'm, I'm Mike. That's the voice of Taylor. The, the Taylor's really the the one who brings all the hot takes, right? Like Taylor, you're always armed with some sort of take that's going to go off brave, well, yeah, controversial. Brave, yeah, exactly. You're it's going to be well received and also not at the same time. Sometimes by the same people. So you know, it's it's great. Yeah, I love you it. Bring, you bring the excitement. That's, I bring that's the your... I bring the zest. Exactly, exactly. You're the, you're the zest. Um, but yeah, we're we're Mike and Taylor. We're big movie fans. We love to talk about uh, talk about movies. We we usually try to review a couple a week. Um, we like to hear from you, the fans. So we'll talk later about how you can contribute. This is a show where we want to hear from movie fans like you. Um, and then we sometimes bring in fun movie news, which one of our fans actually wrote in about. So we're going to talk about news we broke a week or two ago. So it's uh, it's always fun. Uh, Taylor, something different each week. We always like to talk about the movie industry, what what's going on there, that type of thing, or what's not going on. That was the that was our COVID <laughs> for most of COVID. Not much was going on, but things are picking up again, and that's kind of what we're going to be talking about a little bit this episode. Yeah, what we're looking forward to in the fall. Slowly but surely, we're getting movie news again, and we're getting things again. And yeah, the fall I think is going to be a. Uh, Certainly a busier movie season than, than we, we saw the past year. Um, I, I, it always gets busy regardless of a pandemic around this time because all the like Oscar films start to come out throughout the fall. Um, Halloween as well. Um, but I, I've noticed that too, Taylor. Like I think we're trending back to more and more movies are going to get released. We're going to have lots to talk about throughout, um, which is exciting. I, I am really happy that we finally hit September. Uh, last two episodes, I, I kept thinking it was the end of August and kept feeling disappointed. But I'm really glad we're in September. Truly, I, it is September now. <laughs> yes, it's finally September. It's actually September. And I just feel I feel strongly about trying to turn over new leaves and like push forward and just kind of forget about things and like try to try to take opportunities of like changing seasons. Be like, okay, let's let's get some good energy here. Like the summer, lots of stuff's going on. It, it's been warm, but let's get some nice, cool air and fun movies. Let's get inside and, and watch some some fun films. That's that's my attitude. We'll I love it. Good, yeah. good attitude to have, Mike. It is. And I, it's unfortunate that I'm re- reviewing a movie this week that's not fun, but we'll get into that. Um, but uh, yeah, we've got... Can I uh, say, 
though, before we get into it, when I saw the the pro like the promo you did, like the stills, and I thought Mike's seeing Stillwater. That's like the least Mike movie I can kind of think. So I'm dying to hear your review of it. Well, I didn't know anything about it before going to see it. I was just looking. You know how it is some weeks. You're just yeah, you looking gotta, for you something. You got to see something. You got to see something. And you were seeing Candyman, and I was like, I don't really want to to see that right now. Like, I want to wait. Yeah. So I I just was like, okay, what's what's playing? What's out there? And Stillwater was playing, and I thought, okay, I'll give it a shot. I don't know anything about this. Matt Damon's in it. Let's see what happens. And yeah, it um, it, it your description's uh, pretty accurate for the most part. But we'll talk about it. Um, have you seen Stillwater? Like, do you know? Do, no, I just, it you just seen, know uh, about it? I don't know if it's like on YouTube. I've been seeing um, trailers for it. I can't quite yeah. put my thumb on where I've seen the trailers, but Probably I, YouTube and stuff, so yeah. I've seen the trailers and I know it's based on a true story and that the woman in the movie is unhappy with like the, the movie, the woman that the movie is about is unhappy with the movie. That's all I, assu- I know. I assume. I assume that's the one in jail. That's yes. uh, his daughter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's definitely. I got. I have lots to say about it. Uh, some things will will surprise you, and some will not. So we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm reviewing Stillwater. You're talking about Candyman. That's the two show. The movies we're going to review this week. Um, and then yeah, you, Taylor. It's kind of interesting to get into this idea of like what's coming up this fall like this fall fall movie preview like i love these seasons i know we talked about this before but like hey what like what's a good movie season well i find like october november december gets really interesting because you do get a mix of like pretty like themed movies around either the holidays or halloween but then you also get the oscar films starting to come out um i would say this is the best time of year for movies in my humble opinion. I, I agree. And I, I think because we're in Canada, some of that for me does get pushed into the new year. Like yeah. new movies do not get released in January, February. That's like the worst new movie season. But because we're in Canada and because we often see things at the screening room, we do get the movies later in Canada than in the States. So we still into January, February get to see a lot of Oscar well, movies. That's essentially... What happened when we first went into the pandemic? We were catching up on all the Oscar movies at the screening room, and then everything shut down in March. Yep, <laughs> yep. That was uh, yeah. We, that's true. We had just come off of like being very, very busy, and then nothing happened <laughs> for, yeah. for forever. So indefinitely, uh, yeah, indefinitely. Um, as I as I mentioned before, we do like to kind of start things off with fan questions on this show uh fans write in they ask questions or they just contribute they talk about uh movies or the movies we're talking about this week or the movies we talked about last week so if you want to contribute to the show as i mentioned we have a website go to screeningandkingston.com fill out the forms there you can fill out the form on the homepage, page the podcast page wherever um and just submit some fan questions to us or some thoughts that you have on movies it doesn't have to be a question um, or you can just email us at screeningandkingston at gmail.com. So go to our website, grab our email, send us a question. Um, we had two fans write in this week. Um, one is a very, um, very common contributor. We'd like to hear from, from, this, from this particular individual quite a bit. This is Tyler Vance who wrote in. And Tyler's answering a question that we actually asked him last week. Um, 
If what did you think Loki? of Loki? Yeah, that was our question. <laughs> we were flat out. We're like, Tyler, what did you think of Loki? And Tyler has a prompt response for us. Thank um, you, Tyler. So Ty- yes, thank you, Tyler, for getting back to us. So Tyler said, hello, Taylor and Mike. Um, what do I think of Loki, the TV series, you ask? In one word, consistent. While not my favorite of the Disney Plus shows, Loki was the only one that managed to stick a landing that I was both happy with. Um, both WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier had amazing uh, penultimate episodes that paid off all the character bits I wanted and actually got me kind of emotional. But in both cases, these episodes were then followed up by finales um, that at best were just weightless CGI action, a.k.a. the Marvel standard, and at worst were betrayals of the show's thematic landscape. Falcon and the Winter Soldier's finale actually almost ruined the show for me. Uh, while it never hit the same highs as the previous shows, Loki managed to keep up a consistent level of quality all the way through to the end. No dips, no crests, just decent. Uh, plus, it was always a pleasure to see Owen Wilson. Sincerely, Tyler, you ask and you shall receive dance. <laughs> so there you go, um, Taylor. That's that's the answer to what so Tyler a, thought of Loki. Not a glowing review, but also... It was but also, okay. Yeah, I mean, he, he said consistent... Which I do agree with. What I won't agree with is I actually think WandaVision's finale suited what was going on um, in in more ways uh, than one. Because thematically, they were also doing a finale that, to me, is also similar to what is done in finales with a lot of sitcoms. um, Where they blow everything up. Spoiler. Um, But that happens a lot in sitcoms where everything you knew and that you've liked is now gone everyone's right. fired or quit or left or moved or whatever um so i actually really liked wandavision um the most i think it had a fantastic um ending and i disagree with them on that uh, falcon winter soldier 100 percent um and yeah the loki consistent comment i kind of get where he's coming from i still i still don't know taylor this all comes from do we think that taylor would like these series right like that's where this all came from fans keep writing in making suggestions for you um and you've talked about how you you're not a big fan of marvel and people kind of make these suggestions based upon you know these are the things they like and they want you to like it too Mm -hmm. um objectively i still don't think any of these three series would interest you that much like i really just don't think you would like them because you don't like this kind of stuff yeah like i it's hard for me to like have my like keep my attention for like a a Marvel movie, I don't really, I don't anticipate a television show being able to keep my attention. Signing up for six plus hours. Yeah. On your, (laughs) but like, Hey, keep writing in. If people think that I'm going to like Loki or Falcon, Falcon and the winter soldier or whatever, keep writing in. I will keep putting it in my, my memory bank. And, uh, Maybe one of these days, you know, God forbid we go into another lockdown. I, I might, you know, I might have to watch them because I feel like I've watched everything on Netflix. So For sure. For sure. And I think that, you know, we already know you're going to watch um, uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, that movie. Yes. Because you've been convinced and shamed uh, by your friends. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, yeah, I, I think it might take that. It might take lockdown another lockdown three or four or whatever it is or eight or nine and then maybe we get taylor binging 
some Marvel things. I think that might be. We'll see what happens. Um, but thank you, Tyler, for writing in and giving a response. I don't. Yeah, I, I, it was interesting that Tyler's response was basically like it was consistent, no highs, no lows. But I agree with you. Like not as glowing as I kind of thought it was going to be. Like I thought Tyler would like it more than this. I guess, or like stronger stronger opinion one way or the other yeah. i guess but not that we're disappointed tyler in you no. writing in it's just we're accustomed to you having very strong opinions yes um that was very but hey maybe that's just uh that tells you something about loki doesn't doesn't invoke enough in tyler so you failed um our next question comes from austin uh who, who writes in in response to some stuff that uh that uh, taylor had to deal with uh, hi, Screening and Kingston team. I have to say I have never laughed so hard listening to your show when Taylor talked about Scarlett Johansson <laughs> having to join the Wes Anderson movie. I couldn't believe my ears. <laughs> um, uh, hearing her talk about this after we joked about it in the Scar Joe or Scar No game, I suppose it's one of those things that was bound to happen, like you said, but I still had no idea she was actually going to work with him until the return of not a great plan last week this was simply hilarious and that came from austin um yeah taylor i mean that was that was pretty funny well um, i guess the silver lining to this is that our fans have gotten entertainment out of my angst that's the silver lining you know at least the fans are happy that <laughs> i'm in agony um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's funny um but yeah no like austin i too could not believe my eyes when i read the headlines but uh there are you know i read the articles and it wasn't a hoax it wasn't april fools she's casted so we'll see we'll see what happens but um we still have to get through the french dispatch first so. yes that's the next movie um I guess so. I know you're a big Wes Anderson fan, so I, I'm already going to guess the the answer to this question. But we didn't really talk about this last week. Like, would would this type of thing ever stop you from seeing the movie? I think that was even. Um, I think that was Austin's original question. Like, what, oh, was like it? Okay. when it was like posed, it was like Scarlett Johansson in Wes Anderson or like something else, and I had to yeah, like you had to choose between the two. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I would still see it because I, um, because let me like backtrack. I'm having a hard time putting my thoughts into words today, but, um, normal, like it looks like it's a pretty large ensemble cast. And so like game of Thrones, you know, the character you don't like, isn't always on screen with an ensemble right. cast. You know right. what I mean? So, sure. um, and normally, he gives like his his um well I shouldn't say that sometimes he branches out with his characters but I'm just thinking I don't I I doubt she's gonna have a main main role in this movie just based on how he normally does his casting but you never know right so we'll see um yeah. I might I'll give it a try yeah. I just hope she isn't a main character I hope yeah. she's a side side character yeah, and we did kind of talk about that last week, right? About so much, so much in that cast. You know, Wes Anderson was going to be such a big cast that yeah. you, you might not, you know, notice Scarlett Johansson as much. Um, but uh, but yeah, thank you, Austin, for for the fan questions, and thank you to Tyler as well. And just a reminder to people: if you want to contribute, you write in your thoughts, 
questions, feelings about anything we say on the show, screeninginkingston.com. Visit our website, or uh, you can just email us at uh, screeninginkingston at gmail.com. Sorry if you can hear, uh, hear my sneezes. Did oh, you hear my sneeze? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I didn't, but okay, I, well, I was, sorry I was to talking. The, so. Sorry to the audience if you Well, maybe hear someone my will sneezes. hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if editing if I hear it. Before. My allergies are, just as an aside, listeners, my allergies are brutal. That's why my voice might sound weird. Because sometimes we have people write in telling us that we sound different than normal. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. This is because I have brutal brutal allergies so if i if you hear me sneezing my apologies i'm not trying to you know make your ears pop or anything but (laughs) i will i I will push through (laughs) yes i think and i think i think our fans uh understand that i think most people can relate to allergies being bad a lot of people it is so bad this year that's what i've heard yeah um, so that's that's the end of, of fan questions for this week. So we've got two movies to review. We've got we got to talk about Candyman, which is a remake. We're going to talk about Stillwater. Um, and I, Taylor, do you mind if I go first? Yes, but with one correction. And Candyman is not a remake, which was so was a, surprising to me. But there was a there was a, um, a Tony Todd was in a movie where he played. It's a direct a sequel. Man. What? Yeah, so we'll get into it when I do my review. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. I had that no idea. That goes against everything I've heard about it. Like I had... in the marketing, I heard like it's a remake. No, like when you go onto the Wikipedia page, because I went, I wanted to see how long yeah. it was. Yeah. So I went to the Wikipedia page and it was like direct sequel in the Candyman franchise. It's like the fourth movie or whatever. Okay, forget it's it. Not... We, gotta talk, we gotta talk about this first. <laughs> no, forget, forget it. Still water can wait. I'm okay, so I'm surprised. So it it references the movie that came out in like ninety two or I don't even know. Yeah. Out, like in their it like really. So but Tony, I... T- Tony Todd isn't back, is he? Is he the original Candyman? Yes, I believe so. Okay, yeah. well I don't want to give any spoilers. Oh but okay. um this really is a sequel. Like they did it well enough that you didn't have to see the like i've never seen the original Candyman because i thought this was right. a remake i didn't know sure. it was a sequel so yeah. i didn't like watch anything in advance um i would say they did a a very good job of explaining things from the previous movies without doing like over explanation but giving you like context if that makes sense sure um, sure but the ending probably would have made more sense to me if I had seen the original Candyman. Right. Okay. And it's also confusing because what's the original Candyman movies called? Because this is called Candyman. So uh, are yeah, two, I'd have to look it up. Are two movies in the series in the universe both named Candyman? Just that doesn't. Candyman? <laughs> or is it like a Suicide Squad situation where like one's called the Suicide Squad and the other one's called Suicide Squad. So it was called Candyman. So the 1992 film was called Candyman. So they are both called. That is so Candyman. confusing. That is. That's why I thought it was a remake. Like because it's the same name. So no, it's like a sequel. That's so. This is wow. That the, the, honestly, like that because it my takes mind, place in modern that. times. Like it takes place right, in like sure. takes place in 2019. Okay. But like 
the Candyman that they're talking about in 2019 is the Candyman from the 1992 movie. I just, <laughs> I can't believe this. This completely like threw off my whole like perception of what this was. Okay. So, so this let's is just my get... warning to everyone. Yeah. Uh, maybe watch the first one. <laughs> like, Don't pull a Taylor and go in. Um, not having seen, although this happens all the time. I went with my, one of my best friends, Emma, who is like my normal horror movie going partner. And this happens, this has happened to us more than once where we've gone to movies without seeing like the first, the second movie. Like we saw like the third Batman without seeing the first two. We saw like the last Twilight without seeing the middle movies. So it's like, it only makes sense that we went to go see the Candyman sequel without having seen the first one. Did, did you do that? The, sorry, did you do those things on purpose or they like accidentally happened to do? Those other times were on purpose because, you know, sometimes it's slow in the middle of summer and you want to go to the movies and the only thing's playing is the third Batman movie and you haven't seen the first two. These things happen. <laughs> yeah, well, because I, I told you how that, that keeps happening to my parents, right? Right. Where they, watch, they watched It Chapter 2. I'm like, what a great movie. But didn't realize there was a first one. See, that was and then yeah, that was they an did the same thing with part. Jumanji. Yeah, they did the same thing with Jumanji. Like they did. I couldn't believe it. when they they're, they did gonna, it again. They're gonna do it with uh, Jungle Cruise. They'll yeah, it's second. Ju- yeah, <laughs> in th- four years from now, they'll see Jungle Cruise two and be like, "I wonder why it was called Jungle Cruise 2. It was like, a nice movie, though. What a nice movie! <laughs> like, there's another one. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> that's yeah. Funny. That's so. Really I had only, I went in under the assumption that this was also going to be a remake. Uh, and I would say this is a very traditional sequel. Mm, okay. Like, it's okay. not even like a reboot, in my opinion. Like, it's just, just a, a straight up sequel. Okay. It's a sequel that happens to take place, you know, almost 30 years after the first one. Okay, well, get get into it. Tell us what you thought about it. So I did find a... It wasn't as scary as I thought it would be. Like, I wasn't really scared watching throughout the whole movie. Maybe because we've lived through a global pandemic and nothing is scarier than that. But (laughs) um, it wasn't very scary. And it took a little bit longer than I would have liked for it to get, like, going. Like, there was a lot of background story and the main character is an artist so there was like a lot of stuff about the art world that I could have taken her, taken her left. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there was a lot of, um, yeah, there was just a little bit too much ramping up for me before I got to the scares. And then when it was the scary part in the movie, it wasn't really all that scary. That being said, it was like a fine movie. You know what I mean? Like it was okay. Right. Um, I will say, like I had just earlier, you know, just earlier I said, they did a good job of providing you with enough context. If you haven't seen the original, you could still, you know, pay attention without be without them like rehashing the whole movie, if that makes sense. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it was like a very short synopsis, but it made sense within the context of the movie. They did it. It was like um, they actually did it pretty, pretty cool. Um one of the characters is like telling the other characters about this like urban legend, which is like, it's the plot of the original movie. 
if that makes sense. Okay. And that's like how they explained like the origin of Candyman, okay. like through yeah. this kind of like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to tell you a scary story. Like, this is what happened in this neighborhood. So it was pretty cool how they did it. Um, but yeah, just it just it's been a long time since I've seen a horror movie in theaters, like since the pan- like before the pandemic. And so, you know, I had high expectations, but that's always the problem, right? Going in with high expectations. And yes, Jordan Peele <laughs> wrote and produced it, but he didn't direct. And there was two other writing credits. And I always think like, mm, do you really need three people to write a script? Like, <laughs> I get nervous. I get nervous when you start seeing, because that makes me think there was rewrites. And so I wonder, I don't know. That's just like an aside, right? Right. Um, well, not only rewrites, that they're bringing in other people to do the rewrites. Because rewrites on script happen all the time. But when yeah. they have to bring in, oh, here's here's scriptwriter three and four and five to all like contribute bits to fix so things. So Jordan yeah. Peele wrote it. And then the other writing credit was the director. And then like a third mm. person. So, um, which maybe explains why, like, it was a little bit slow. You know, like, I sometimes feel like when you add, when there's, like, three people, you're right, like, rewrites aren't unusual. But, like, the fact that those, like, three people got cr- credit, like, yeah. in the credits, I think I, it's sometimes those write, that writing gets bogged down. And I wonder if you know, that's why it felt a little bogged down at the beginning. Cause you had like three people <laughs> trying to like get the movie going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like overall, yeah, it was okay for me. This is a stream it. I wouldn't necessarily risk getting COVID at the theater for this movie. <laughs> Cause that's like, <laughs> that, how... should, that should be our, that should be yeah. a, a level for sure. That should be a new thing. That's should, the world we're living in, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, in this fourth wave, like, was it worth getting COVID for Candyman? No. Um, But it would be like a stream it. I think it would be cool to do like a a double feature, like at Halloween, watching the original and then watching this one. Um, I mean, I I do have to say, Taylor, you said enough that has piqued my interest enough to watch it. I mean, I I, I would probably do that. Like, I'll probably watch it at home and and stream it. But the fact that it is a, a sequel, not one of those like half- sequel rebooty things that they've been doing the fact that it's a it's a sequel it just completely caught me off guard and piqued my interest of like it is like i just had no idea that they were they were going to be like that connected so uh, you know said like, enough to make me go okay i kind of want to see this like the whole character it like there's like a you know like a plot twist even though it's like mm. a pretty obvious plot twist but like <laughs> yes. directly connected to the first one right you know what I mean? So the plot of this movie is rooted in the first movie, which to me that's a re- that's a sequel, not a remake. Yeah, yes. right. I like, would I would want I would call that one hundred percent a sequel. Yeah. So and no Wikipedia doubt. is saying it's a sequel too. <laughs> yeah. So then so there, there you go. go. IMDb says it's a sequel, so I'm sure it's a sequel. It's just I, I and everything I saw, it made it seem like it was a remake. Um, and that again, that's just perception, right? When like I was seeing the, um, this was like was pre-COVID when you know there was buzz about this movie being made because Jordan Peele was attached to it. Um, I think the news articles also made it sound like it was going to be a reboot, not a sequel. Yeah. Okay, so possibly. I don't think 
Mike, I thought it was going to be a reboot, so you're not alone in having, you know, been confused. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So my yeah. my ultimate review is uh, stream it, but probably I think it would be fun to do a double, like a Halloween double feature. That would be yeah. like the most ideal way to watch this movie, in my yeah. opinion. That's fair. It's very fair. Stream it. There you go. Uh, stream and, and wait to watch Candyman around Halloween uh, and team it up with the first one. Yeah. There you go. Um, okay, so I'm going to talk about Stillwater. Um, and uh, the thing that I kind of wanted to get into before is actually a little bit about uh, perception. Like we're talking about going in and like thinking one thing and thinking another. As I said, I knew almost nothing about this movie going into it. The one thing that I kind of knew and had seen somewhere is the kind of very basic description of what the movie was. It gave me a very um, different impression of what this movie ended up actually being. Like what so, you read on like the screening, the screening room website. No, not just the screening room website. Like I, I hadn't even had read it there. I, I was looking at something else. Like someone's like, here's the title of of a review or here's the title of like a think piece or whatever normally i don't do that at all i just happened to be perusing the internet and had come across this and what it had said was that the movie gets into some areas of like being being uncomfortable with like people who are different than you and kind of battling your own bias and being like, like basically taking someone from, in this case, Oklahoma and putting them somewhere that the culturally and everything's completely different. Like that was what I thought before I knew anything. And I was, I kind of went into the movie being like, okay, that's like interesting. Like that's, you know, you're taking someone from this middle of nowhere, small community in Oklahoma, and he's going to have to struggle against his, like his own, bias and like some cultural thing like even they just reading descriptions and stuff that was kind of, i had this impression of what that means right like if so i were did to say you that not to know you, that his daughter was in jail oh no i knew nothing about that i didn't know <laughs> i didn't know anything i didn't know the journey of this movie i knew nothing but all but if i said all this to you you might you probably have in your own mind of like oh okay like culturally where are we gonna put this guy and things are gonna like happen. yeah maybe he'll learn some things and what have you um None of that happens in this movie. So I, I went in with a complete misconception about what this movie was. Um, this movie, yeah, is about... You thought some Oklahoman oil rig worker was taking a holiday in France. <laughs> I didn't even know it was France. My mind didn't even go to France. My mind went, like, completely other places. Like, I, when I think, like, culturally different, I didn't even, like, think of France. Like, to me, that was part of the the feeling of like this is not the movie i thought it was because i didn't think france to me really qualified as that um but i'll kind of get into it and so still water yeah it's as you said it's about his his daughter is in prison um in france and he he goes to visit her and right at the beginning this isn't a spoiler because right at the beginning of the movie it's in the trailers too yeah yeah she's like trying to get this letter to to a judge to lawyers to kind of help her to be like she she believes she's innocent and has some evidence as to why she's innocent and he goes on this journey to try to help his daughter out and and prove her innocence and get her out of jail and that's that's the movie um 
And the fact that he can't speak French is like the thing he struggles with. Yeah. And he's like a conservative American, right? Correct. Yeah. 100%. Um, He's very, like he's from, the Stillwater comes from where he's from. He's from a small town called Stillwater in Oklahoma. Um, So he, he's, he's very conservative. He does have his own misconceptions, but like, it's very much just like the guy can't speak French and that's like kind of a problem. Um, and again, I was just kind of like, oh, okay. And I felt like that didn't really go anywhere. Um, it was a very, yes, a not very non me movie to begin with. I did find it was pretty well done. Like the storytelling. Was Matt Damon's good. getting really good reviews for his acting. He did well. Yeah, he he did well. Um, I don't know if it elevated the movie that much, though. Like, I thought his performance was was good, but I I wouldn't have been like, wow, this like sort of jumps off the screen, right? Like that that mm-hmm. idea of like this acting performance is so good, it's like it's elevating everything. Like, I just I felt the the Stillwater title was perfect for this movie because it moved kind of like Stillwater, um, where nothing really happened for a very long time um and i felt like even though this movie was literally 90 minutes taylor like i think it was just over tight, minutes long. Like a tight it, very tight movie and there were still moments where i'm like did we have to spend 45 seconds watching him walk down this hall as opposed to spending like 10 like that's a long time in a movie to just kind of sit there walking watching him walk down this hallway um there were a lot of those moments where i'm like this could have even been tighter like why are we still on this shot why are we still watching this? Um, there was a lot of that that happened in the movie that was still a little weird. But I will say, all in all, I actually kind of enjoyed the movie. It's just, <laughs> it's it's interesting why why we don't, remember how we talked about how we don't like to, to look at other things. We don't like to read other reviews. Yeah. We don't like to cloud our own opinions. And this is one of the reasons. Because it gave me, even though I didn't, I didn't read into it more, I just saw these little snippets. It gave me a miss perception about what we were talking about i thought this character was going to go through sort of that self-discovery of challenging his own preconceptions of people um and it happens a little bit but to me i just thought like well this seems like a very just sort of safe nothing's really going to happen way of doing it like it's not really pushing any buttons it's not really going in a direction that we haven't seen before it's just like even though it's safe and kind of we've seen this movie before, we've seen everything that happens in here before, it was just well executed. So it's hard to leave the movie theater and be like, this was terrible. I kind of leave going, well, that was like a fine movie. It wasn't what I was expecting. I kind of felt like it wasn't as strong of a film as it could have been. It wasn't making as strong of a statement as it could have been. But I kind of enjoyed the journey, especially him trying to discover what happened with his daughter. Right, and that's really got that's yeah. what I thought the movie was going to be about, Correct. Like, and that it's is really like almost like a true yeah. crime. Yeah, and that's what's interesting about it. And what I like about the movie was they never show Matt Damon's character as being anything more than he is. Like he's not like a really great investigator. He's a normal dude just trying a dad. to figure this out. Yeah, just a dad. So there, he can't doesn't speak do things French. perfectly. No, can't speak French. Has no idea how to do an investigation gets frustrated and angry very quickly um he loses his temper a lot like he's just 
a regular dude trying to solve things. And I like that. I like that they were like, okay, we're not going to elevate this character to be this kind of like Superman kind of guy who comes in and like knows how right. to it. It wasn't like a, a taken movie. No, no, not at all. Where he's the best. He's such a great investigator and he has all these skills. It didn't really go in that direction, which I liked. Um, and it was just a guy trying to help his daughter out who does, he doesn't have a great relationship with her to begin with. Um, and he's, so he's kind of trying to both protect her, but also repair um, this kind of relationship uh, with her. So I'm dying, all, I'm dying to know if she gets out of jail, but because it's based on a true story, I'll just Google it. Yeah, I won't Google ruin it. I won't do a spoiler. <laughs> I, I, yeah, this movie is definitely even like the crime they get into, like everything that happened. I would consider all that a spoiler because it's kind of about the discovery like you discovering things with Matt Damon is kind right. of, I think, the point of the movie. Like you're centered around him so much that they don't ex- they don't explain things unless he kind of gets the pieces of information. That's kind of cool. Um, yeah, so I I liked that where it was very much a first person perspective for the most part, and you you get things revealed to you slowly. That again, at times, I think they could have sped things up a bit, but all in all, I did like the movie. Um, so I'm actually going to give it a see it because oh. I do think this is a pretty good sit down in the movie theaters and, and enjoy the movie. Because if you're looking for something that is like it's a drama, it's, um, you know, it's is it groundbreaking? No, but not every single thing has to be. Um, but it, it is a drama that's interesting. The mystery is kind of interesting. If you're into true crime, if you're into that type of thing, if it is grounded in the, in the sense that, again, he's not this like superhuman dude he doesn't have some ability to like go through and look at evidence and everything becomes clear to him like he's just a guy trying to do this and i i found that very intriguing um so yeah i'm actually going to give it a soft see it even though i i have some issues with it i do think it's worth um worth going to see okay yeah good so to know go. a little little surprising i was surprised it's not my type of movie and i did have some problems with it but i can't that's the thing i have to remember there are certain types of movies i don't like and certain ways of of shooting films and certain topics that i just roll my eyes at and being like okay this is not this is not something that i'm interested in we see this all the time i want to see something different um but when it's well executed i have to give it credit like this is a movie that was well executed it did the thing as well. Matt Damon's performance was good. Everything functioned within it. He's His performance is really the only one that matters because you spend the entire movie with him for the most part. Um, so he he's really the, the person you're following through. Um, and I have to give them credit where credit's due. It, a lot of people will like the movie. It has a lot of upside to it. I think it was a little safe, but again, that's not the movie's fault. I read things that were just incorrect about it and had my own preconceptions about what that should mean. Um, so I thought that the, for what the movie presented, for the way the movie was, it was pretty good. And I okay. can't deny that. So All right. Still water. See it. Check it out. Now, do I think it's like Oscar worthy or would be like a top film? No, not the way I classify the Oscars. But I won't be surprised if it ends up in some awards consideration with the way things go yeah best adaptation yeah and it is again it is not to get like too social and political or whatever it is a very safe movie in a lot of ways 
Um, I don't think it pushes anything. I don't think it pushes cultural differences that much. I think it's just kind of like it exists. It might get some Oscars buzz. It might get some awards buzz. I wouldn't put it up there personally. Like if I was in charge of like a best movie or whatever, I would never say it's even in anything's in that category. Even Matt Damon, like I thought he was good. But I think when you sh- when you do something exceptional, when you're the best actor of the year, you should do something different and unique. To me, an actor's job is is to do a good job. So if you do a good job, you shouldn't get too much praise because that's what you were supposed to do. You were supposed to get up there and become. You a showed up. You did your job. We're not going to yeah, pat I'm, you on the back. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I want more. Out of, out of best actors, out of out of best performers, I want more. I want elevation. This movie just didn't do it for me in terms of that. But still. It was just a fine, good... There are good movies. It doesn't have to be an award contender. Every movie doesn't have to be an award contender um, in order to, to be considered good. So I just thought it was a good movie, worth going to good see. Good watch. Yeah, and, and as you said, Taylor, it is a tight... Like an hour and a half, just over. It's a it's a tight film. Not uh, not too much in terms of, of, uh, of what... Or it, maybe, maybe it's closer to an hour 45. But it, was, it seemed short. It was short few moments that sort of dragged on but i thought they did a good job overall cool so there you go um okay so that's our those are our reviews this week and now we're doing something special because it's the fall it's the first official day of september i don't even know when the first official day of fall is but i always think of september as fall it's one of those crazy things where it's like not until like the end of september or like the beginning of october yeah you know like same with like (laughs) summer to me starts earlier than it should i don't know i don't you know. Oh no, like Taylor, I'm I'm agree with you. Like I'm a th- I I believe there are three seasons. Not there's fall, winter, summer. Like I I I'm biased against spring. I hate spring, but really? I also think like yeah, I just don't. Spring is terrible. Spring is everything's melting and muggy and bad, and like the the warm air that's brought in is not like a. Relief. We get like two nice weeks of spring. That's correct, and then it's just summer. So yeah. I it's winter. We have winter. Here in Kingston, we have summer and we have fall. Fall's my favorite season just because everything starts to change. It, like Just the air smells better and it's nice, cool air gets brought in. Not yet, but it's getting there. But I consider September. We're in a new season. It's a new day. Positive Monday. Positive Tuesday. That's what we're doing this week. It's all Even positive. though we're recording on a Sunday. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you're, if you're listening to this, it's Tuesday. <laughs> so it's a positive start to our week. Uh, but yes, we're going to talk some fall uh, previews. So Taylor, you've got some some films to talk about, I think, to, to go through and I was tell us what you're looking forward to. talk a little bit about some of the horror movies because it is yeah. fall. Um, I pulled up an article just to look at some of them. So Candyman came out August 27th. That's kind of like the current movie that's come out. Uh, oh, here it's being described as a spiritual sequel. What does that even mean? I'm so sick That's of this. What, I know. That's one of the new it's things a, they came it's a, up with. It's a sequel. Like a regular, okay. old-fashioned, normal sequel. <laughs> there you go. Um, another movie that's coming out is called We Need We Need to Do Something. I haven't heard of this one. This one I saw, uh, and I, I don't know how to pronounce this word. I saw a trailer for it when seeing Candyman, and it looks pretty good. Mal- Maliant? Mal- it's spelt M-A-L-I-G-N-A-N-T. Maliant? Mal- 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 I don't know. <laughs> Malign? Malign? 
malign is a word and then they've added a and t on the end so anyways i sound so ignorant and i don't know how to read but uh, um, tyler vance uh you're a wordsmith yeah tell us how to uh, let us this know word. what this word is <laughs> thank you james wan one of his um oh. new movies and it's uh She's having like violent visions and they're connected to her past. So it kind of looks like um, like a supernatural movie, which is kind of more up my alley. Yeah. Um, Halloween Kills is coming out October 15th. And I'm not a huge slasher flick fan, but I saw the trailer for Halloween Kills, which is actually the sequel to... Um, Oh, uh, there's gonna there's a new Halloween trilogy, and so this is the second one, and then the third one's gonna come out next year called, um, oh my gosh, Halloween Ends. But I don't remember what the first one's called. Do you remember what the first one's called? No, Mike? I know, I know what you ta- are talking about though, because like I remember this is like the movies, reboot, but, yeah. whatever you want to call it. But no, um, I I don't remember off the top of my head what uh, so. What Halloween Kills is the second one. It's coming out October 15th. Like I said, I'm not normally a big slasher fan, but for, I don't know if it was because it was the first time I was seeing a horror movie in theaters in over two years, but I was, every horror movie trailer, I was like, huh, that looks good. Huh, that looks good. So Halloween Kills, that's coming out soon. Um, Malignant. Is that the word? Malignant? I can't even, I don't know. That sounds right. Malignant. Have you heard of it? Um, the word or the movie? The movie. Uh, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> no, but th- I was just, I was from my list. Like I had made a list of a couple movies to talk about. And I just, I went on a couple of sites and I remember noting it because it was an HBO max slash in theaters. One of those like yeah. co-releases again, which people seem to be doing. Um, but I just noted that they, it was from James Wan. I, I don't, I never heard of this movie. Uh, so I'm excited because he does some cool stuff. Yeah, James Wan's great. I mean, yeah. I, anything he does, I'll I'll check out. But I've no, I've never, and it's coming out soon. Like I'm just surprised that all these films that are coming out fast. Like, I, I'm not hearing as much uh, of about these movies as as I used to. So it's yeah, it's this little, is coming out September 10th. So that's so fast. Yeah, just less than a week now. Um, yeah. and then. I saw a, a trailer for Last Night in Soho, which I'm really excited about. Mm. Um, that's going to have um, Anya Taylor-Joy from The Queen's Gambit. Oh, yeah, she's good. And it's Edgar Wright. Um, he did yep. Shaun of the Dead, Baby Driver, Hot Buzz, Scott Pilgrim. So um, it's, it's a thriller and it kind of involves time travel. So it looks weird. If you watch the trailer, it looks bizarre, but uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. So those are some of the horror. Mo- There's other horror movies coming out, but those are kind of the more um, the mainstream ones. ones. Those are the ones that caught my eye that I saw trailers for when seeing Candyman. So yeah, um, and you know, fall. There's other like there was also a trailer for uh, the Kingsman prequel but that's not coming out until december so we have a ways to wait still that but that's a that's a good time for that like that's the type of movie I want. yeah it's coming out like around christmas that like week of christmas so yeah i'm really excited for that one and i would like to see that in theaters because that's like definitely like a movie theater movie um there was also a trailer for 
James Bond, which is coming out shortly, I think in October. So yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not a James Bond fan, but I know a lot of people have been looking forward to that because it's been pushed back several times yeah. during the pandemic. It's Daniel Craig's last one and yeah. it's the twenty fifth movie or whatever. It's like an anniversary. It's a big so, yeah, deal. I think yeah, I think a lot of people will, will want to check that out, definitely. Definitely. And those are those are kind of the ones that you had? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not a great segue, but yeah, that's uh that and um the French dis uh, Wes Anderson's French Dispatch movie is supposed to be coming out, I think, the fall as well. Yeah, but I was focusing yeah. mainly on horror movies. Yeah, and that's another one that's been pushed back, right? Like the the um, Wes Anderson's film. Like that's another one that I think yeah. people have been really looking forward to. So I think that's going to make it kind of kind of busy. Um, I I had a couple that I wanted to just kind of bring up because I knew you probably talk more like. Uh, horror but there's a few films that i've been looking forward to that have also been pushed back and a couple that i discovered while i was searching again i'm i'm a little just for me i'm a little concerned that i i'm not hearing about these movies i feel like i used to be so much more dialed in now you're um, out of the loop now i'm completely out of the loop um but there's a movie coming but mike uh, don't you find it's hard because we haven't been going to theaters regularly so we haven't been seeing the trailers yes i think that that's definitely part of the problem because trailers you have to go searching for them on other platforms and kind of know what you're looking for whereas when you're in the movie theater you can just be surprised it's kind of what you don't have anymore because of google you don't have the like feeling of looking through an encyclopedia anymore where you can just grab an encyclopedia grab something random and read about it google you have to know what you're looking about like you you have to know okay i want to look for this so you're right i think Without being in the theaters as much, we're missing some trailers. Um, even though they are out there, like they get put out, but you have to find them sometimes. Um, so one of those movies was Blood Brothers, uh, Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali, which is coming out on I Netflix. Haven't, I haven't heard of that. It's coming out this Friday oh. <laughs> or this Thursday or something. Like it's this week this comes out. Had never heard about it, um, but it's basically about the friendship that Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X had. That's cool. Um, kind of works off of that. If you remember the movie that that I reviewed um, around Oscar season, that was like One Night in Miami. Yeah. That talked about, uh, like there was four guys that they were talking about, but this kind of really focuses on the friendship and the behind the scenes of of those two. Cool. Um, so I just thought, hey, that looks really interesting. Kind of interested to see it again. Never heard of it. Um, so maybe, I mean, maybe I got to get back to theaters or, do better marketing, people. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Get your stuff out there. Um, even though uh, sometimes th- this particular pair puts interesting movies out or, or weird movies out. So I'm looking forward to The Guilty um, right at the end of September. Anton Fuqua, the director, it's it's his next film with Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Um, so Jake Gyllenhaal. Also have not heard favorite. of this movie. <laughs> no, and it, it's uh, it's it's going to debut in theaters at the end of September, but then a week or two later come to Netflix. Okay. Um, so it's about a, um, a demoted police officer um, who's assigned to um, the dispatch desk. Oh, cool. Who's then confronted with emergency phone calls of a woman who was kidnapped. Um, so huh. it's kind of like, here's this disgruntled police officer who's been demoted and him having to kind of go through this process of, of dealing with a kidnapping. Um, so it looks interesting. Like, it looks like it's going to be like a a drama for Jake Gyllenhaal. And we, like, he's such a good actor. We know that the performance is going to be pretty good. 
Um, so I'm looking forward to that one. Um, and then uh, a, a horror movie. I don't think, unless you slipped it in there and I missed it, but the, did you mention No One Gets Out Alive? No. So that's interesting because it's it's a Netflix movie at the end of September 29th is the date I had. And it's, it's basically about um, an immigrant who comes to America who's like searching for like, you know, the American dream, trying to like change her life. But she had to take room and board in this house and finds that she can't get out. Ooh. Like she can't escape this like nightmare that's being kind of created. So I thought that looked really interesting. Um, I don't know if it's based on anything. Like I hadn't heard anything about it, but it just, it looked kind of interesting. Um, this premise of someone being basically trapped in a house and they can't escape. Yeah, that's cool. Which is kind of cool. Um, and then the last movie I wanted to bring up um, was uh, it's it's Dune, which is... I thought um, you would mention it. Yeah, yeah, Dune. <laughs> this, lots of people have been waiting for this movie. Yeah, and again, pushed back. Um, and, and it's one of those things that I've been kind of keeping an eye on. Um, now it's like late October is when it's coming out. Um, and you know, it's, it's a very interesting director taking a, a movie that was very interesting sci-fi movie from the eighties and redoing it till now. So it's got a great cast. I'm David really Lynch was the one who, who directed the original, like the one yes. from the eighties. Yes. David Lynch, the original, this is a, a Denis Villeneuve, um, who's doing, uh, Dune. The, what the would I know of remake. their work? Uh, he did Valerium which was like a kind of, um, I don't know if you saw that with, with the, Robert Patterson. The guy. No, the, the Robert, the water Patterson wannabe. Um, he, he also did, he did the, the Blade Runner 2034. Okay. So I haven't, se- I, I, doesn't, I don't think I've seen any of his. He's a very sci-fi visual I guess. director, very sci-fi, very visual, uh, lots of like crazy color schemes and, and, and lots of like, large scale um likes to mix cgi and practical um so yeah um done a lot of various different things so it's i'm i'm looking forward to doing like it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with it now it's different i think it's coming out the same weekend as the french dispatch um so that will be a crazy weekend of movies for us because i uh, anticipate want to see that too dune is probably For some reason, I feel like it's going to be like four hours. Like, is it going to be a long movie? Oh, probably. I don't know if it'll be four hours, but I'm sure it'll be. It'll be an epic. Yeah. Like, it'll be over two hours long. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. It's okay. A, that's what it'll I... be a massive because there's. I think there's like a series of books and stuff, and like it's a pretty big world building thing. So I I, I think they want to build and create um, a, a world around it. So it'll be interesting to see where they go. But yes, it's probably going to be a massive film. Yeah, and we got but, our Tim- Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet, yes, yeah. of course. Um, our Hollywood so darling. Yeah. He's also yeah. in the French yeah. Dispatch, so big exactly. weekend for him. <laughs> he's he's competing against himself that weekend, so it's going to be very interesting. But two um, very different audiences, so he's really cornered the market. Yeah, and I, I'll say, like, to me, Taylor, Dune is more of a, like, Yes, a sci-fi film, but I would actually put it closer in the category of Lord of the Rings, where it's more fantasy-driven and it's like the beginning of like what could be epic. an epic. Exactly. So I think it's, I think the October dates like make sense, and I think that they're they're counting on 
kind of that crowd. Like it's not really going to be a summer movie because it's going to have, I think, more substance and subtext, but has that. I think it's going to capture a lot of people who like Lord of the Rings as well. Like, I think it's going to have that very similar audience. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. That's our thoughts on what to look forward to. There's obviously other movies. Right, like I think that's the number one thing we have to say. <laughs> like, there's <laughs> other movies that are going to pop. There's off, tons. Like, there was way more horror movies coming out too, right? But um, those were just the ones that I that caught my eye when I was when I was in theaters and this past weekend and when I was looking at the list. But um, and I do find that the marketing has not. I mean, I know we haven't been in the theaters. I know we haven't been seeing trailers as much, but I still think the marketing of films has started to get lost with a lot of other things that happen and go on so i know we're going to find out about other things we usually on a week-to-week basis look at kind of what's opening and see what piques our interest so i'm sure there's going to be films that come out that we love that we had no idea yeah <laughs> what's coming out it that's what i love about the screening room because i often don't know what i'm going to see at the screening room until like a week like that week and I'm always, it's always kind of a surprise. You know what I mean? Like, so I yeah, love that it, about the screening room. It's it's nice. We're spoiled in Kingston where we have two multiplex theaters you can go to. You can see really anything because they're going to get everything. But then the screening room brings things that you simply wouldn't get a chance to see. Or hear about. Or hear about. But a lot of like movie people, movie fans and, and, and you know, are talking about loving it's becoming kind of a thing. So yeah, I, I agree. Shout out to the screen room. We're really lucky to have them here. We're lucky that we have those options. So we'll uh, we'll see what piques our interest throughout the fall. Thank you everybody for listening. We're at the end of the show this week. Just a quick reminder, go to our website, screeningingkingston.com. Send in any fan questions, thoughts. Maybe there's a couple films that you're looking forward to this fall. Let us know what those are. We'll follow up again um, with you each week. Normally, if you get those in by four o'clock on Monday, then then you're good for for the Tuesday show. We sometimes just have to pre-record because you know it's I I forgot about prior commitments uh, on a holiday Monday because uh, I forgot. Right yourself out, Mike. You have a fantasy yeah, football league. Okay, yes, I have organize. a fantasy football draft <laughs> that's coming up, <laughs> and I completely forgot about it. So Taylor graciously helped said, and yes, I will move. And we will record early. So thank you, Taylor. Um, but yes, Fantasy Football League draft. Really excited for football to start next week. Shout out to football. Uh, but thank you, everybody, for for listening this week. And uh, hopefully tune in every week. Give us your thoughts. And we're looking forward to a good movie season. Go see some movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. Recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.